single podcast dedicated solely to those games that you can take with you. I'm your host, Chase Kennedy. Today's show, I guess, is PAX East? PAX East. That's PAX East. Uh, and my guest, uh, East Coast correspondent again, Matt Gare. Yep. So we talked a little bit on the last show that uh, that I was going to be at PAX, uh, and that you'd be at PAX, but specifically that it's a it's a much longer trip for me. Yeah. We're here at PAX. PAX <laughs> so yeah, we're here at PAX. We're, uh, we're in a hostel here. Um, and, uh, this is Saturday night, so we have seen two days of the show floor, mm-hmm. and, uh, we just want to talk a little bit about some of the games that we saw. Uh, it'll be a pretty quick thing. Um, not all of these are going to be handheld games, because there, there just aren't there a, ton, a ton. I mean, there, there's Some of these you'll probably find for iOS. Though, yeah, I mean, so, and some, some iOS games, some things that are on PC now that might come to Vita later, um, or some things that have Vita versions that are going to come out at another time. That have been announced. Mm. Um, but Matt, why don't you start us off? Anything that you uh, got to play or got to see that you really want to talk about? Well, as far as like mobile games that will probably come out, or mobile and Steam, uh, I think it's coming out on iOS. I'll start with uh, Rain World. Mm-hmm. It's been a game I've been watching for a while now. It's a, uh, well, how to explain it? You start off as this little slug cat, and you okay. crawl around the level. Dodging enemies, collecting bats, mm-hmm. and eating As you them. do, you yep. know. As you That's, do. Right. And uh, right now it's a competitive-based game. This is coming out from, uh, they just announced they're partnering with uh, Adult Swim Games. Oh, that's cool. So uh, I talked to CJ, and yeah, they just picked it up, and uh, one of the guys that does the music, uh, James Thiessen, James Primate, is in the band Bright Primate, and uh, they were talking like, yeah, this just happened. Uh, like Thursday, the guy was coming in from, he's coming from Sweden? Mm-hmm. It's coming all the way and just happened on the plane that he, you know, Adult Swim Games sign up. But yeah, it's an interesting game. Uh, so were they at the Adult Swim booth? Games booth? Yep. Oh, that's yep. cool. Wow, that's a quick turnaround. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting. You'll have to check out a video or something. It's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. But basically, you're going around a one panel level and uh, yeah, it's pretty much competitive kind of that kind of way. I assume it would be a single player game too. Uh, looks really unique, uh, very moody music. I'm looking forward to that too, the music especially. So cool, and that's coming out on what? Uh, Steam and I think iOS. I'm okay. pretty sure it's coming out on iOS, but I, I safe bet is it's Steam. So cool. Uh, well, uh, I mean, to jump back to me, uh, the first thing I ran to the show floor to see was the Indie Mega Booth because there's just so many. It's pretty much everywhere this time. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean that's it's. I wouldn't say half the show floor. It's it's not even close to half, but it's uh, it feels like the in there's definitely two halves of the of the show floor. Yeah, uh, and it is the kind of more indie games uh, where all the cool stuff is. I would yeah. say. I'd say and, like, and then there are like the bigger games over there. I mean, you have your two Ks and your uh, Bethesda has three booth spaces, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know there's big Borderlands stuff and we'll be uh, the giant thing is what was that game? Uh, What's the big one? That wild, wild, yeah. wild? No, no, no. Wild Star or yeah, Wild Star? Yeah, yeah, that's the big free-to-play MMO that took over the show. We should probably say who you're hearing right now is John. He's yeah, yeah. Uh, John's here in our hostel room too. No, that's all right. We we had John on uh, last year for uh, for World Eight. So uh, yeah. John John is an old pro at podcasting. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> one and only podcast. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just be the the peanut gallery right now. Yeah, Wild Star is <laughs> the big one, but there's that. Uh, that evolved game that two K does, yeah, okay. giant, giant mm-hmm. statue that looks mm-hmm. amazing. But and then the Borderlands, the pre sequel has the giant moon thing. Yep, uh, 
the whole and idea is that you're on the moon, so Ubisoft yeah, you should go into that. Ubisoft has their giant booth for Watch Dogs. Mm-hmm. We didn't play any of those. It's very similar to like what it was two years ago, because it was Assassins and uh, and Borderlands 2 mm-hmm. uh, that were the big games. Yep. And then last year it was uh, more Assassins. Uh, and I can't remember what 2K was showing, but there was another big thing from them. Yeah. Uh, but I really like all the indie stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the Mega Booth specifically has some really cool things. I didn't check out too many things from the Mini Booth. Uh, I might have to go around there uh, tomorrow. But that was a new thing where they had even smaller games that you really hadn't heard of. Yeah. The Mega Booth is just, you know, some things that you might have heard a little something about. Uh, but the Mini Booth is just nothing. Anyway, so I was at the Mega Booth, and the first thing I wanted to see was Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's made being made by 17-Bit, the guys who brought uh, brought you uh, Skulls of the Shogun, uh, which I came out for iOS last year. Yeah. And, and then uh, PC might have been two years ago, or maybe Xbox earlier last year. Yeah, PC and Xbox, you're right. Um, so uh, they were showing off the game at GDC and watching um, the stuff that they showed on Giant Bomb. Uh, that looked really cool, and, and I needed to go see more of that. And uh, I didn't get to play it um, because I I don't know I'm just I have trouble playing things at conventions. Uh, it's just not the way I kind of want to play some of these games, knowing that there's somebody behind me who's yeah. it's oh, definitely man, I'm, very I'm, I'm definitely on the clock, and it's not a really great atmosphere because you have a bunch of people talking, and Someone even if they put on headphones, and where have those headphones been? And oh god, this is this is just, just a don't terrible think about experience. It. Just don't think about it. <laughs> um, but I did get to see a little bit more of the game being played, and, and it looks really cool. It's kind of this, um, I mean, it's a top, top-down, top side-scrolly, whatever you want to say, 2D um, space shooter. Um, I mean, it's kind of like, I'm trying to think of another game it would be like, um, I guess like Pixel Junk Shooter mm-hmm. a little bit. Kind of have that same perspective on it. So shoot them up kind um, of? Yeah, a little bit, but it's it's also got these roguelike elements to it that uh, you're you're collecting... Uh, different power-ups, and, and it's kind of presented in this anime style, very Cowboy Bebop looking, mm, nice. uh, in terms of, uh, not so much the music, um, but in, in terms of, like, the style, the, style the, the characters, that kind of thing, and uh, and it looks really good. I'll and, check uh, out tomorrow. And I got to talk to uh, 17-Bits Jake Kasdell, uh, who's kind of the, the lead designer on it, and uh, I don't know, maybe, fingers crossed that, that maybe <laughs> something would happen with that in the future. But uh, that's coming out for uh, PC uh, and PS4, and they've announced a Vita version that probably won't come out at the same time, but it'll come out maybe a little bit later. Uh, I believe that is the case. Uh, don't quote me on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, Galaxy looks really cool. Uh, Matt, why don't you tell us about uh, Cosmic DJ? Because I met up with was... you, and then we, we was... went to go see that. That was crazy. I heard someone talk about Cosmic DJ. Probably mm-hmm. Dale North because it has corgis <laughs> in it. So, uh, yeah, Cosmic DJ is a music generator tool slash game where you assemble a corgi and then send it into space, and then something else happens that I forget. You're in a field or something. But basically, yeah. basically, what happens <laughs> is you get different um, segments to uh, make music to. So you'll have a, a drum segment, and then you'll have these four little pads to tap and you can you know double tap to do th- different things so you get your hi-hat your bass and so on and so forth and then you do the same thing with guitar bass keyboard other effects and you just you know make uh, different loops and samples so whatever feels right to you you don't really i don't know how to make music mm-hmm. and i made something pretty cool and basically you just keep making up beats and you fill up this meter and the 
more beats you put into uh, a loop, it generates the loop automatically, fixes it, so it makes it a little cleaner, also a little sounding a little nicer. Mm-hmm. And then when it generates everything, it, it takes your picture, if you want to, mm-hmm. and it should draw everything on your picture or whatever, and then it assembles the song and... And that, oh, that, that picture becomes your album art for the song, yep. and then you actually get a, I believe you get an MP3. Out of it the, uploads out of the to SoundCloud mm-hmm. if you want to, if you have SoundCloud, I automatically uploads to it so yeah and it's just really trippy out and mm-hmm. ios and that's a handheld game so yeah definitely i mean a game in quotes <laughs> you know it's more of like a visual music maker basically right. but it, it was elements. it was super interesting i got to uh, listen to the song that you were making while you were making it uh, they mm-hmm. had two sets of headphones and the and visual trippy as hell too. yeah absolutely so, like just <laughs> so just if you love music and you love corgis have corgis, I had a game for you yeah that you're just a body headless body that you're then trying to find the head to and then yep. and yeah it was corgi ridiculous. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, the game you played right before then, though, oh yes, uh, which also looked really cool. That was um, remind me what the name was. Uh, Not a hero. Yep, I and... broke it too on the first go. <laughs> I got basically it's like a uh, oh think uh, think Super Time Force if you've seen that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost a run and shoot Contra style two uh, D pixel art kind of game, and basically you choose from three characters like uh, suave. Hardboiled Detective, the uh, uh, Hillbilly Hick with a Shotgun, and uh, Jesus from The Big Lebowski. I'm literally mm-hmm. saying it's Jesus or yep. Hey Jesus or whatever. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's pretty much run, shoot, and you duck, cover, slide, and you go through, you collect donuts. And uh, I played like, you know, five minutes of it. It's reminiscent of uh, Hotline Miami. Absolutely. Uh, if it was side a side view, a 2D side view instead of an overview. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, violent and not as violent as Hotline Miami, although we were seeing a lot of that next door to it. Yeah, uh, it was, it was kind of, that it was amazing, like, that, uh, Cosmic DJ and, uh, Hotline Miami 2 were all right next to each other, mm-hmm. and it was just all these colorful-ass games, and then you, just the two on the ends are the ones that are completely bloody as well, and then yep. Cosmic DJ's just spreading rainbows and corgis everywhere. Yep. Uh, kind of a stark contrast, but yeah, that that really did remind me a lot of Hotline Miami. Um, it wasn't it wasn't as quick in the kills, um, like you you no, could your take, enemies can also get covered. Yeah, too, so you it, gotta be a little more tactical. Sure, and, and you sense. can take a little, you can take more than one hit mm-hmm. like you can in Hotline Miami, but um, but yeah, that that game looked pretty cool. Yeah, it was funny though when I broke it because I had two enemies, both like one on each of them, one on the <laughs> left and right. And they both kept punching me, and it was like that kind of classic cartoony moment where mm-hmm. you, someone's getting punched back and forth, and I'm just like, so when when do I die? And the guy's like, oh, yeah, quick, uh, quick well, reset. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll fix that. Not the later. first time. Remember when I broke Super Time Force? <laughs> the first time I played that too. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, that looked cool too. I think that's, I think that's only Steam. And though we didn't play Hotline Miami 2, we did see enough of it that we did, it we looked did, really good. We watched one guy die over and over and over again. Which is what happens. Uh, which, I mean, that is Hotline Miami, uh, to be fair. But um, really, it looks very much like another Hotline Miami game, which yeah. isn't a bad thing. But I mean, we saw the, the guy was dual wielding mm-hmm. two Uzis, and it looked like you could aim in different directions or do a little spread kind yeah. of thing in different directions. I, I'm still, I, 
I kind of, that's one of the times where I really wish that I had actually gotten some hand to, hands-on time with the game, because I don't know how that would work. I don't know how the soundtrack's going to be either, because it's going to be in the 90s. Yeah, it's going to be more of the 90s, thing? I, I think know. so, uh, from some of, the, some of the trailers that I've seen. I'm done with that. And then I guess the story's going to be different and, uh, I mean, probably just as drug-addled, but different drugs. <laughs> I don't know. Um, What's it really drugs in that game? <laughs> I thought he was just really crazy. <laughs> uh, I didn't get the secret Russian ending, so I don't know. But, uh, I mean, I, I really do wish that I knew how the Uzis uh, worked in that, with the dual wielding at yeah, least. Yeah, I thought it said something like hold right bumper or something. Like okay, that, 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 that might be, because I, I was thinking like mouse wheel or something. Oh yeah, he was using, wheel. I think, yeah, it's like hold um, right click or something like that. But I, this game is also coming out for Vita as well. I'm I'm almost positive okay. that they said it's going to have a Vita version. Portability. Um, so I would wonder how they could bring that there, and I really hope it's not the back touch. <laughs> um, but yeah, it looks like Hotline Miami. Uh, lots of blood and gore, lots of really colorful uh, scenery. Yeah, it seems a lot more colorful. Um, though, too. And, and still that same fast-paced uh, gameplay that you've been seeing. Um, let's see. I, uh, I ran into Eric Pope. Uh, from Harmonix, yeah. the community manager there, and uh, I, I didn't go to, um, I forgot the guy from, the other guy from Harmonix, uh, who gave the, the story time, which I guess is kind of their keynote thing for PAX, mm-hmm. um, but some, one of the head guys at um, at uh, at Harmonix, it might be Rigopolis, or maybe I'm just confusing my Alex's. Don't um, know. <laughs> anyway, um, but he announced that they that Harmonix was making this uh, small iOS game, or I guess it's actually a California developer that's working with Harmonix, um, that uh, they're making this small iOS game called Record Run, which is, is an endless runner in the style of like a Cannibalt or a, or a Bitrip Runner. And, uh, but it uses your own music. So it's kind of got that, uh, uh, not an amplifier frequency, but the audio surf. Kind of got that audio yeah, surf yeah. feeling to it of hey you know play play with your own music or fit driven <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> um, but uh, not like nobody really knows much about it it's supposed to be coming out in the next uh, couple weeks or so uh, depending on when it gets certified from Apple but um, I, I can't tell you what it looks like because I don't know uh, there there's like one image going around uh, that's of the main character's face with. Obscured by a record, so now that says Rock Band Four. All yes, exactly. Now right? Rock Band Four uh, has been has been officially announced. Yeah, uh, that's not quite the not case, really. but uh, you know whatever. Um, but John Drake, the uh, the head of PR at Harmonix, he's kind of the lead designer on this one. Uh, I got to talk to him just barely, and uh, it sounded like yeah, the, we I didn't know that it was being announced, but I guess it was announced, so that's cool. And yeah, we're doing it. Uh, um, it's done. <laughs> so yeah, I guess, I guess it's pretty much done. We'll be seeing it really soon, uh, and I, I look forward to to playing that because uh, I I really liked um, the Space Invaders uh, Infinity Gene or yeah Infinity Gene uh, Extremes the the DS one, um, but that's another game that you can use your own music. It just didn't seem like it mattered mm-hmm. in in mm-hmm. that game, and and a lot of games that say they can use your music. Yeah, like Beat Hazard. Like, right. I always got the feeling like it kind of uses your music, but then again... Like, it's just a game with your own music playing in the background. We'll see and, how this one turns yeah, out. Yeah, I, I hope it's good. I mean, it's from Harmonix, so I feel like they care a little bit yeah. more about making the music. I still feel like uh, Audio Surf's at high watermark. Sure, absolutely. Adding your own music. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, I, I have super high hopes for Record Run because uh, that could be really cool. Um, I have a lot yeah. of music too. So. <laughs> yeah, for you play, use your own music. For for yeah. a guy who has a whole podcast about music, <laughs> I would imagine that you have a decent amount of it. Uh, decent is uh, <laughs> an understatement. <laughs> Um, tell me about Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. This is, uh, man, this is a quite a game. Basically, it's a either a one-person or two-person co-op game. I, I recommend playing as a two-person co-op game where you control, the between two of you, a, uh, uh, it's all 2D, a giant sphere spaceship that has different rooms. So think like uh, FTL. If you played FTL, you have your spaceship, and each room has different functions that you have to have at least someone manned on it to uh, interact and mm-hmm. use it. So to steer the ship, someone has to go to the center of this giant, basically think of it as like a planet, uh, the center of the spaceship, and they steer basically controlling this thrust that uh, circles the outside of the spaceship. Um, and, or you can go to the guns and shoot the guns, or go to the force field and control where the force field goes. And basically, you got to go around this giant map, either destroy one of the maps, was destroy the giant Ursa Major, which is this giant bear <laughs> that comes and destroys your spaceship, unless you're, you're tactical and you can defeat them. Or you save some, I think there were bunny rabbits or something like that in cages across the map. And it just gets really, really hectic. Like, at some points it gets, like, bullet hell. Uh, not not really terrible, if you can stay Johnny on the spot with, like, where you have to be. But, yeah, you need a lot of coordination. The guy I played with, it was it was really fun. And then a lot of holy shit moments, like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. And, like, <laughs> you know, so you need some coordination. And, uh, my God, it looks really good, too. I've seen this game on videos and everything and didn't know it was going to be a PAX. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah. Great at fucking place. And not a long line at all, too. So, cool. really surprised about that. But yeah, this is uh, one to look out for. It's going to come out for Xbox, and uh, I'm pretty sure Steam as well at some point. I mean, what doesn't? Yeah. You know, probably PS4 or some point too, because that seems to be the indie darling mm-hmm. at the moment. And I really think they should put it out on Vita or something. Like that. It looked nice, <laughs> although it was a really the screen was really big, and there was a lot going on the screen, so mm. you kind of need that real estate. But, uh, my God, it looks really pretty, plays amazingly, I think. Hopefully it'll come out this year, so yeah. I'm ready for it. Just like Super Time Force. Every time I play it, <laughs> I'm just like, this game's ripe, man. I'm yeah. ready to play this now. Give it to me. But, I, I've definitely heard the name before. I've never really, I haven't seen any of the games, so maybe that's something I have oh, to check you need, out tomorrow. you need to check out a video, yeah, uh-huh. definitely. But, yeah. This, uh, this has Chase Kenneke all over <laughs> Okay. I did, I spaced out a little bit. You you said FTL, and that made me think of how much I want to play FTL on oh, my bed. Focus, man, focus. I know, I know. There was a guy in front of us in line uh, with yeah. a giant bomb panel who was just playing on his iPad. Yeah, I, I know. Thought, really uh, nice I just too. want to bash you over the head and take your iPad and play it forever. You destroy the iPad if you bash him over the head. I wouldn't bash him over the head with the iPad. <laughs> Come on, Matt. I'm smarter than that. God, I really want to play that. I, I can't. I can't justify buying a whole iPad for one game. It should just come out with uh, just on iPhone, man. That'd be a little hard. Yeah, that would be really hard, but I would still buy it. Yeah. Um, all right, maybe the game that I am most excited about, uh, Galaxy's up there, but um, the other game, at least, that I am the most excited about is Hyper Light Drifter. 
Yeah, um, I'm and excited for this too. I gotta check that out tomorrow, definitely. I'm biased. I am a backer of, of Hyperlight Drifter. Um, I should have so, been a backer. So I, I want like... this game to come out. Um, but it is. It looks like. It, it, I just want it. I want it so bad. It's uh, top down, I guess. I think Zelda. It's pretty yeah, much it, looks like Zelda. It, it's kind of got some, yeah, some of that top down Zelda style to it. Um, at least in the way the world is kind of designed. It's. Uh, it's pixely, but it's not... I, I would say it's closer to something like... Um, it looks like if it, if you jumped from 16-bit to 32-bit, but kept the same kind of aesthetics mm-hmm. as like a Super Nintendo or a uh, Sega Genesis game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot, a lot cleaner, sharper, and definitely pixels that meld well together. It looks very, very clean and everything, too. Yeah, I'm trying. God, I'm going to feel so dumb that I cannot remember the name of this game. Think like a step up from Fez, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Fez. You're thinking of something. You're flipping through it. I am. I am. i got to find it now. I'm going to feel so bad. (laughs) um, It'll come to you later. It's the... It's the super uh, sword and sorcery. Yeah. Oh, sword and sorcery. That's yeah. I mean, it, it reminds me of sword and sorcery. It doesn't look exactly like sword. It and sorcery. It looks a little like that, but it looks a lot more, a lot more different color. Palette. Right. I mean, uh, it reminds me in the way that yes, that was pixel art, but it doesn't look like pixel art. It no, looks it's, like its own distinct style. Mm-hmm. That's not just like, hey, yeah, hey, remember Mario? Blah blah blah. <laughs> um, but it it looks super cool. Um, and you you have your it, you go for melee and and ranged attacks. Uh, it's got a loot system that like, kind of harkens a little bit to some Diablo ideas. Um, you were talking about um, a, a, a Metroid comparison, Super yeah, Metroid yeah. specifically. Yeah, they. Uh, from what I can gather and what I've heard, that they don't want to put a narrative in the story that is told directly through dialogue or cutscenes or anything. They want to do it in-game through observation. You have to, if you want a story in the game or you you know you want some story from the game or something like that you the player have to be attentive and pay attention to the details in the background so pretty much like super metroid or metroid prime without it you know specifically st- you know telling you scan something and tells you what it is this is more oh this happened and then this happened and oh that's interesting going in the background here mm-hmm. um kind of reminds me of brothers like brothers yeah. had a story but there was mm-hmm. a lot going in the background like what's this all about like what happened with this giant battle of giants and things like that? It makes you wonder. So I'm really looking forward to it. I wish I backed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, disaster pieces doing the music and oh, just yeah, hyped, that, that game it, it's so it, it's incredible. I, I really can't wait. And it, I mean, it also has. Um, I'm just so bad at things. Uh, what's <laughs> like the fancy star? little thing that comes around with you. That you oh, feed. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like you feed um, it discs or whatever. No, um, I never played Fantasy Star. Yeah, but, neither yeah, did yeah, I. I've, I've got a friend who's going to yell at me for not knowing what it is. But, uh, <laughs> it's like those things in Sonic Adventures. I was going to say, so it's like a chow instead, yes. and no, and everyone's going to hate me for that. But, yeah, I mean, you have this little thing that, that follows you around that you... Um, I guess feed uh, different things, but to it's make also it like your helper and two things yeah. that will attack enemies or defend you. And, and, like and depending on the things that you feed it or the things that you equip it with, that that's going to oh, become cool. stronger and, and do be able to do different yeah. things. And this is coming um, out for uh, pretty much everything, like even Wii U. Pretty right? much, yeah. They made so much money uh, from the Kickstarter that they just had to keep making stretch goals, and a lot of those stretch goals just ended up being 
Well, we can put it on more systems, I guess. That works. Uh, yeah, which I'm totally fine I with. I mean, Patrick Kleppett said today, like, what do they do with more money in the, the Kickstarter? I'm like, well, putting mm-hmm. it on other consoles. Sure, like, like that's, that. that's definitely an expensive one that, that people, that's a way to throw some money in there. Like, my, thing, my thinking on that is if Kickstarter kind of gets you to this zero-sum game of, you know, if you, if you back it for this much money and that's what it costs, then... I just paid for what it was. Yeah. And, and maybe you get people, I mean, you're going to get people like, like Matt here who has not bought the game, who sees it at something like PAX East, thinks that's cool, uh, but hasn't backed it. So then he goes out and buys it and that's a And they'll sale. probably make even more money. And yeah, way. and they definitely will. But I mean, when you make so much of that money and people want the thing that you said you were going to give them. Why not give them that thing and pocket all the money? I mean, not, I'm not saying I, to well, steal a bunch of people's money, no. but if you're a game developer, hey, you made a bunch of great, made a bunch of money because this game is awesome. Now you can go and make more games in the future yeah. with that nest egg. I mean, Patrick's comment got me thinking. Like, you know, you could just stay with the base plan. Like, mm-hmm. imagine if Double Fine stayed with their base plan, sure, and just use the extra money for the nest egg for something else mm-hmm. or uh, support for the game later on or the sequel. Yeah, if they wanted to do that. You know, make it a, a two-game thing and give you know people back to sure. games or something like that. I mean, it's it's hard in the case of uh, Broken Age because that game was that game was they, one nothing. There was no. I mean, yeah. all they knew was that they wanted to make a a point-and-click adventure game, um, and then they got all this money, and the game that they originally thought they were going to make but hadn't started on. Uh, they decided, okay, let's scale it up. And they also had a ton of pressure mm-hmm. for this game to be really amazing because it made all this money, mm-hmm. because it got all this news. I think for something like Hyper Light Drifter, it was already in development for a number of years. They at least had a tech demo going. They had, I think they had more than that. Yeah. Um, just hearing some of the guys in the booth talk as I was watching some people play it, it was, yeah, you know, we've been working on this for a couple of years. Okay. And it was like, okay, so they had something. They mm-hmm. knew what they were going to do. Uh, they had a bunch of assets. They knew the art style. They knew the general combat They had stuff. a direction. Right. Um, there, there were things set in place. So this money, they kind of, it was it was a really small amount of money they were asking for. It was something like 27000 if I'm not mistaken. Under, yeah, under like, fifty. Yeah. Uh, but that's because basically the game was kind of close to being done. They just needed to get that extra little push to finish it. And because they got all this money, they were able to say, okay, well, let's go back and let's make more areas. They're not going to make them... It's not, I mean, they can't really upgrade the art style all that much, but they can add in a bunch of new content to that. Yep. Um, we can tighten up the graphics. Anyway, <laughs> I, we're, yeah, exactly. The controls need a little more um, level three. We're, uh, we're, we're like... Neither here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, we're getting a little off topic. Yeah, we're gonna um, But Hyper Light Drifter looks awesome, mm. and that is a game I want to play. I believe it's coming out this year, um, and then uh, I know there's a beta version coming out, um, and that looks cool. Get hyped! I just want to play it so badly. Um, you were talking a little bit about Bit Brawler. Yeah, this is a interesting game. I was just perusing the floor, and one of the uh, booth attendants. Uh, like, oh, you want to check this game out? And I looked at it for a second. I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? And basically, it's a uh, Smash Brothers-like game. Uh, 2D, uh, pretty much brawling kind of game. You have four characters that all look like they're from uh, Castle Crashers, almost. 
uh, I think just knights with, you know, the face masks and everything, all four different colors, and you have a sword, you can triple jump, you can dash, you can do little wall jumps like Mega Man X, and basically you're attacking each other with your swords and hitting up the percentages and trying to knock them out of the bounds of the arena, like either, you know, through the holes or through the ceiling or left and right if there's, like, gaps there. And basically, uh, yeah, there's these crystals that pop up, and those are basically your, like, magic things. So you grab one of those, and you'll have, like, a rock shield that spins around you, like in Mario Kart with uh, the turtle shells, if you have one of those. Or ice blast, or fireballs, or dark matter, or things like that. And then there's some hazards, like some ball and chains that swing around and get smaller and larger. Um, pretty simple, but kind of fun, too. It was just, like, kind of just, like, one of those chaotic four-player just you know go at it and have have a blast kind of games mm-hmm. it kind of scratches that that itch of that samurai gun or that um nidhogg idea of mm-hmm. that that couch co-op i thing i yep. mean it's it's right now it's pc um steam uh i saw a uh, app, uh amazon fire tv controller there so uh all right <laughs> could probably come out to uh you know android based consoles from your ouyas to your unos to mm-hmm. your you know, Apple Fire TVs. So that might be... Uh, Apple Fire TVs. Amazon Fire TVs. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Did yeah, I say that? Whatever. Um, so that might end up being like a Towerfall yeah. kind of game. Pretty maybe much. Maybe for, yeah. for those guys. Uh, don't know if it has like online multiplayer or anything like that, although this is definitely one of those coach, uh, couch co-op kind mm-hmm. of uh, things. Uh, not bad if it's for the right price and uh, needs something new uh, before Smash Brothers comes out for the... 3DS, uh, it might be worth checking yeah. out. So that that's pretty soon. <laughs> I know, I know, it's pretty soon. Can't wait Spring. for it. Anyway. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Or summer, 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 S- May. Summer. They said, yeah, they said spring. Did they say spring? I can't remember. Uh, I know. Expect it during May or June. Yeah, or something well, like that, hopefully. Um, I walked by the clay booth, clay uh, of uh, Mark of the Ninja and Don't Starve Fame, and I guess what was the game they made before that? Oh uh, well. Shank. Uh, Shank. Shank. Yeah. Shank 2. Uh, I've never played Shank, but uh, I, I think I, I think I own a Shank. From, probably from, from like Humble a, Bundle. Yeah, from a Humble Bundle at mm-hmm. some point, but uh, I've never played it. I probably should, because I really like Mark of the Ninja. It's all right. Not, not I, Mark of the Ninja. Well, good, well, same yeah, art that's style. That's true. And I really like the idea of Don't Starve. I just don't... I want to play that game on a Vita. Mm-hmm. And... It's not out yet. No, no I don't even think they've announced it for a Vita. Uh, not even Mark of the Ninja's out on Vita, too. That's, oh, God. Be. Uh, That'd be so good. You get back into that game. I would play that. Uh, yeah, I, I'm tomorrow. I need to make a beeline to the clay booth and just say, "Hey, get your games on some fucking handhelds." <laughs> oh God, that'd be great. You just run by after uh, on your way back to the car to get to the airport. God, I play so much. They might have announced Don't Start for Vita. I can't remember. They have to. It's on PS4 already. Yeah. It, just put some crossplay. It was cross free. Violation. It was free for PS4, and I thought, why not just throw it out on the Vita? Come anyway, on, anyway, yeah, it's, there's a new game. Uh, yeah, they they are showing off a new game, and you can play some Don't Starve there, uh, and then they have a bunch of Mark of the Ninja um, merch that you can buy, which was basically what they had last year too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also have this new game called Invisible Ink, I N C. Period. But it looks kind of cool. It looks like. Um, I, and I, again, you're going to hear this a lot from me. Uh, I, I didn't play it, but from what I gathered from my limited viewing time, uh, was that it's kind of this isometric, um, 
I would say turn-based strategy game. It, it has kind of a grid, not even kind of, it has a grid, uh, and you're moving your character so many spaces and doing things, but you only have one character, um, from what I can tell. And it looks like it's kind of a detective-y, spy kind of uh, vibe to it. And it, it, it's interesting to see kind of more of a stealth-style uh, turn-based strategy game. Hmm. Um, and and I think that could be really cool. Uh, I, again, I, I got a limited viewing of it. I, there might be a whole hell of a lot more that I didn't see. I didn't get to hear any of it or at all or anything like that. So uh, it could be a lot more. But... Uh, just the idea itself makes me kind of interested. Um, I remember playing some of uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Shadow Wars for 3DS, and there were... I should have picked that up when I was 15 bucks. Absolutely should I was I had my DS in my hands, and I went to buy it, and it was back to 30 bucks. Uh, damn it, damn it, good. damn it. That's still a good deal. It's a really good game. Okay, maybe I'll find it for used or something. Yeah, you could totally find it for cheap. <laughs> um, I mean, now that Fire Emblem's out and everybody moved to that for turn-based strategy... <laughs> Shadow Wars is a great game. It's made by the guy who made XCOM. The original XCOM. Anyway, um, but there are some missions in that game that were purely stealth uh, because you had one super stealthy character um, and like those those were kind of fun to play mm-hmm. and i would i'd be interested to see what clay could do the art style is very different from don't starve or from mark of the ninja mm-hmm. um, so it's it's kind of another another different art style that looked pretty good yeah. um, I, I don't think it looked quite as um, spectacular as uh, mark of the ninjas did from from a person who likes um, Samurai Jack and that Gendy Tartakovsky style. Yeah. Um, or Don't Starve that kind of has more of a Tim burton feel to it. Um, but it, it still looked pretty good. Uh, and uh, and that's something I'd like to learn more about at least. Uh, so Matt, I'm going to leave you with a game that I think might have been, I would say maybe your game of the show? Uh, until I played Lovers in a Dangerous Space okay, Time. Okay, okay. That might be a tie though. <laughs> Although I'm not, I'm not a huge uh, roguelike fan, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, this game, you might have heard of, it's Below, mm-hmm. for coming out for Xbox One and PC sometime, hopefully this year. From and Cappy? Cappy Games, yep. Uh, they are making Super Time Force, and they made or helped make Super uh, Sword and Sorcery. Mm-hmm. And Critter Crunch, I think they yeah, were also Critter a part Crunch of. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And they're doing that uh, hack, and, hack and Slash. Or is, no, that's Double Fine. Oh, yeah, that's Double yeah, Fine. Because that, that comes from yeah, the Yeah, they're in the same booth. Yeah, yeah, they always do the same booth. Anyway, Below mm-hmm. is... Pretty much like a top-down Diablo-esque minus the loot, as far as I can tell. Uh, game Diablo where, minus the loot? Yep. Consider me unsold. Oh, come on. <laughs> now, it's a very, very slow-paced game. Like, it's uh, top-down, but zoomed very far out. Mm-hmm. And very, very dark. Like, the palette, the color palette is very dark. It looks a lot like Sword and Sorcery. It in does. Terms of, I guess in terms of color palette. Not so much yeah. the... The actual art. No, no, no. The art style is not as that block, blocky pixel yeah. art. It's very just two D, very, very smooth two D artwork though. But yeah, you you run or you don't really run or anything. You walk around and in a, in Dark Souls fashion, if you die, you have to restart all the way at the beginning, kind of like Splunky or something like mm-hmm. that. And uh, basically, you're just going down below. Uh, I heard it's kind of ties into Jonah and the Whale in some ways thematically. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that you're going below, kind of being swallowed up by a whale or something like that. And uh, from what I can tell, it's just try to, you know, survive kind of thing. 
Uh, they're traps, monsters. I kept getting hit by poison darts on these big <laughs> pillars that I should have learned the first time, holding my shield up whenever I went by that, but I did not learn. <laughs> and uh, pretty tough, I have to say. I died quite a few times playing, and I played about 15 minutes. So, you know, I don't want to hog the line or anything like right. that. And uh, but very, very moody. The, from what I, you know, I had headphones on, but the music was very quiet, but very moody as from what I could hear over the, the din of the showroom floor so uh look, really looking forward to this game too and mm-hmm. not only because it's cappy but uh it's just it, it, just the overall feeling the atmosphere of the game is a uh, you know, few games do things like this and, right uh it's going to be very a slow paced game uh but it's intentionally slow paced too so yeah looking forward to that game don't know when it's going to come out and i we... don't know if it will come out for vita because <sighs> just how Far out, how far zoomed out they are for yeah. this too, or I mean, something portable like that. Maybe iPad, but even then, you need like a controller for this kind of game. I can't imagine it being played with touch controls or anything like that. Yeah, I don't feel like it's going to come out to something like Vita anytime soon. No, because um, I mean, it was one of Microsoft's big feather in their caps when they were yeah. talking about Xbox One, and it's going to be that game. They did just announce that it's going to come out for Steam. But Microsoft usually doesn't care about PC ports. Um, I don't think so. it's going to come out the same time as Steam. No, definitely. Yeah, I don't think that either. Xbox but... One first, just because they, they kind of need something. Mm, God, Even though do. if it's going to be like an indie game like this, that, yeah. you know, oh, I'm getting an Xbox One for an indie game in Titanfall. Well, yeah, it's, man. It's, you know, at the moment, yeah. You have the new generation. Right? Until Halo comes. Yeah. yeah, I suppose so. But yeah, there's quite a bit of tactical uh Things you have to do, because either you have to use your shield, or use a torch to light your way, or you use your dash, which they used Unlimited. From what I heard, they used Unlimited for the demo, just so players yeah. could speed along a little bit. there's going to be a stamina Yeah, there's going to be a stamina meter, well, so. so it's got to be, you know, got to think a little more tactical. But yeah, it's pretty much three hits, you're dead. Or you bleed out, too, when you get hit. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you have to... It doesn't tell you that grass or the herbs heal you from being poisoned or that you get poisoned from that you just have to look at the visual cues and you're just gonna have to try like i killed like a snake and i ate his i guess the claw or something like that and then i got poisoned nice. like well that's great i just cured myself <laughs> poisoned and now i'm poisoned again so it's definitely one of those like dark souls it's gonna yank your chain a lot and hey There's you gotta learn this the first time or we're gonna keep jerking you around right. until you get it yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that game will get a wiki. Uh-huh, and, oh yeah, and have it'll it probably get and... quite the quite the cult following. That's a really hard themselves. game, you know. Again, for me to watch because uh, it's just so dark, and they've got it. They've got like this nice, comfortable seating where people come down and play it. Mm-hmm. But the TVs are so low that if you're behind people trying to watch, yeah, you're looking really, from the top. The glare, well, it's really hard to see uh, much of that game. So that and the lines are pretty long mm-hmm. for that one. Um, Looks great in motion though, too. I do want and to even though it's dark, there is like some really nice colors to it too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, let's quickly touch on Hack and Slash since you mentioned that. Um, that's another not handheld game. <laughs> the uh, commercial for that is great. Maybe <laughs> at some point in the future. Uh, yeah, that's, pretty much a play off the original Legend of Zelda rap. Uh, double fine, you do <laughs> great things. Uh, but yeah, that was a game that was originally in Amnesia Fortnite two years ago, mm-hmm. um, or last year rather, uh, since Something they just like they just finished up Amnesia Fortnite for this year. Um, and, uh, at that time it was pretty, very Zelda-like, very cartoony stylized and it's gotten, I mean, it hasn't gotten mature, but it's gotten a lot farther. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, 
that prototype was made in two weeks for Amnesia Fortnite, and this thing they've been working on for eight months, um, and it looks pretty good, and the whole idea is that you, uh, I mean, it, it's Zelda on the face of it, uh, that top-down style Zelda, that Link to the Past idea, but you also have this, um, I mean, in the prototype it was like a flash drive thing, or just some kind of thing that connects that allows you to hack things yeah. in the world. And you can change values and kind of get into some light programming elements. Which seems super cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember just from the prototype, I didn't get to see much of the game being played uh, here at PAX, but, um, like, you could change the size of a fireball. So you can just hook and link into the fireball that's being shot and say, I want this fireball to now be, uh, you know, eight eight tall instead of one tall. And that fireball would... And, oh, by the way, I wanted to turn on friendly fire. So it's being shot out of some um, some enemy, and now it's a giant fireball that will fry all the other enemies. And, like, that's a way of solving puzzles. So there's a lot of puzzle solving. Um, and it seems like a game that's, that's going to be a little Fez-like in the way that the puzzles are going to be kind of difficult to figure out. I, I'm sure some will be more difficult than others. Um, but that, like, I mean, it's another Double Fine game, mm. and, and I will buy all of those Double Fine games. Just, it's just gonna happen. Um, but yeah, that looks pretty cool. Uh, and then the last thing I have on my list, uh, is Nuclear Throne, which is a, uh, a game from Vlambeer, um, who you might know from Ridiculous Fishing on iOS, or from Luftrousers that's on Steam and PS... And not P and PS Vita and Mac and Linux, mm-hmm. um, but God, Flamber makes great games that get copied by other people and put out a little bit before. Um, <laughs> so I'm sure that same thing will happen with Nuclear Throne. Actually, Nuclear Throne was called something with Mercenary in it before, uh, and then Mercenary Kings came out, and they went, "Okay, let's change our name from Mercenary to something else." <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something like that. Um, but yeah, Nuclear Throne, um, it's another roguelike game, um, like, like a lot of them are, but I, I really actually kind of like that genre a lot, uh, just from playing games like Spelunky and Luftrousers and those kind of things to, to be able to have, um, well, I guess Luftrousers doesn't quite count, but, um, those games where you upgrade yourself and then keep going until you mm-hmm. can't go any farther that I'm, I really enjoy those kinds of games for like a Vita where you can play one session, one or two sessions of those, and be done with it. And pick it up on the go. Exactly. Um, with you. And Nuclear Throne has been announced for, for PS Vita, so that's that's something I'm very much looking forward to. Yeah. Um, I've talked a lot about 3DS games. I mean, I've seen, I saw a few. There weren't many at the show. Yeah. Um, Nintendo him. has no presence at the show. Yeah. Um, they did last year, if I remember correctly. Didn't have much to offer as far as... I mean, they had the Wii U, but that was already out for a while, and yeah, really I mean, anything else. And from last year's E3, they didn't have a whole lot to show either, and, and didn't even do a I big press conference. I wish they were here, so. though, just to show Smash Brothers. Well, that yeah. That would have been nice. Yeah, that would have been nice. Um, but no, no such luck for us. I could have done a um, tournament or something. That would have been sweet. And... Knowing, knowing Nintendo, though, they would have had to handcuff <laughs> themselves course, and you to the DS while yeah, you had that You could never have that work. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there, there are things that I want to play on 3DS that are coming out at some point. Smash Brothers is pretty much it, pretty much the big one. Mario Golf. Uh, Mario Golf, yeah. I'd, I'd like to play some more Mario Golf. 
I just want to play more of the Game Boy Color. I want to see what uh, I'll see what Level Five has coming up too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, those couple few games that um, were recently on sale. But I'm I'm really loving uh, all this indie stuff that's coming out on Vita. I mean, I know that uh, Risk of Rain is still supposed to be coming out, mm-hmm. and now games like Galaxy and Nuclear Throne and Hyperlight Drifter and it Hotline Miami Two. Hotline Miami Two. Uh, and it was a week ago where my Vita said, nope, your memory card's full. And I went, oh, shit. Oh, proprietary <laughs> so memory. Either going to need another big memory card. I know they're coming out with a 64 gig. They might already have the 64 gig out. Can't remember. Um, but those aren't, those aren't cheap at all. What um, I like about the DS? I can buy the same amount of memory for yeah. 17 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. But, so I can, I'm just having to delete some of those those games that I played before and don't really need now. Like, I, I can re-download Limbo, I guess, whenever I want to, but I don't I don't need to play Limbo right now. So I can, <laughs> I can take that off and, and instead put on something like Hyperlight Drifter. Um, but yeah, it's a good time to own a handheld, uh, especially if you're a Vita owner. And then, you know, when Smash Brothers comes out, it'll be great to be a 3DS owner as well. Um but I think that's kind of it, games-wise, from PAX East. Is there anything else you want to like mention? No, I the mean, show? I just wandered around too, and there's a iOS game of Hitman coming out soon. <laughs> Great, yeah, Ooh, I know. Sweet, um, pay pay to play that one, I guess. Let's see, Cards Against Humanity is making oatmeal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know that was great. That was so funny. I found that video before everyone else did. Yeah, it's so uh, weird. Yeah, this pone meal thing. I don't don't worry about it. Um, it doesn't matter. But it won't matter. Anymore. Yeah, it's it's kind of silly um, and, and kind of fun. Just what they're doing. Um, yeah, yeah. I think good that, this year. It. Yeah, I, I not so good on the panels. Uh, I feel like there were a lot of panels last year that I went to and really enjoyed, but this year only a couple. There was one that I thought about going to. Um, because last year I went to a panel that was how to play pinball, mm-hmm. and it, I just thought, you know, I don't, it would be really interesting to hear how a pro would break down yeah. how to play pinball. And it was really interesting. Uh, I tried playing pinball. Still bad at it um, <laughs> after after going to that talk. But I felt like I knew what I was doing, <laughs> even if I couldn't yeah. execute on it. Um, so there was one uh, this year that was how to be a, uh, like, competitive Pokemon trainer. Nice. Yeah, I saw that. And I thought, you know, I've never cared about effort values or whatever IV stands for, um, whatever values, inherent values, or whatever the fuck. Um, Hidden values, any of that shit. Um, But that seems kind of fascinating. Clearly you are not the very best. Yeah. yeah, Like no one ever was. No, definitely not. Um, I had a friend who wants me to find a speed boost Sharpedo while I was at the show, which I mean, I guess one of Sharpedo's abilities, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to get into this. Um, but I, I am not, I am not that hardcore of a Pokemon trainer. I collect them all. I try to get them as high level as I can. And then I call it quits. (laughs) So I've just gotten into X. So, Hey, you got a long road to go. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I think that's all we got. Yeah, it's getting uh, late. Still one more day of packs left. One more day of packs, and we got some more stuff that we want to try to play before we get out of here. But uh, but thank you guys for listening, and I'll be back. Uh, I don't know sometime. Um, but then I'll, yeah, I'll just try to put together a show, 
and and we'll see uh, what happens. I made it. I made some friends at PAX. I I gave out some business cards, and let's just see. Let's just see what happens. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers are firmly crossed. <laughs> so uh, thank you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,